0: Come, Holy Spirit, we ask, Lord, that uh, you would show us Jesus this morning, that we would see Jesus high and lifted up, and Lord, our devotion and our love for Jesus would increase. And so I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would anoint our ears to hear, and Lord, that you would anoint the words that I speak, may they be your words and not my words. So, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the Bowdens at the back. We pray for them and we bless them with grace and mercy and healing all the way from Ashburton. It's a long trip, so there's, a faithful, good faithful, there's faithful people amongst us who come a long way. I was here a little bit earlier on in the, the West Point service and uh, there were probably 10 or 12 people joining in with West Point this morning, so it was good to see them there as well. Sorry? People from Sarepta. Uh, so that was good to see them just to, uh, we put on the, on the lockdown, on, on, the, on the message, the Sarepta message. You could come to uh, either or, you could come to both. There's a few people here who are keen and have come to both services. Getting a double anointing today. But we're on a journey. And the journey is a journey of faith. And I just want to talk a little bit, just a few few minutes, just into our journey of faith with this merger, with this, as we look, look and see what the Lord is doing amongst us and uh, joining us together uh, I, in my prayer after Brian led a, read a letter last week, I read from uh, Genesis chapter 12. Now the Lord said to Abr- Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house. To the land that I will show you and I will make you a great nation. And there's a scripture in Hebrews chapter 12, chapter 11, where it talks about this. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. And isn't that your story and my story? There is a sense in which we hear the call of God. We are obedient to the call of God. And sometimes we're not sure we're going to end up. I think when I put up my, my hand, when I somebody shared the four spiritual laws with me as a 14-year-old, never in my wildest dreams would I thought that I would be leading a church, that I'd be a shepherd of, of, of a flock. But... Uh, the years have passed and things have changed and life has changed and and God has walked with me and and suddenly I find myself here yeah. and I, I sometimes often look at myself and say, Lord, you could have chosen somebody better for the job. You know, don't don't you feel that sometimes the call of God, uh, what you have is it seems it seems impossible. In actual fact, it needs to be impossible. It needs to be that if only, if God doesn't show up we dead in the water. And so it's been a journey. It's been a long journey uh, of nearly 50 years of walking with Jesus. There's been some joys and there's been some highlights and, and excitements. And uh, when I have a look at uh, this COVID period, this COVID period caught everybody off guard. Nobody saw COVID coming. Nobody saw lockdown. Nobody saw just having smaller meetings. Nobody saw the fact that we can't hug. Even me who doesn't really like hugging and missing hugging. We didn't see this coming. And as I looked at the story and just part of my journey was with the, the pastors. The pastors, I'm part of because we're in Gillets, we're part of the Hillcrest Fraternal and we caught part of the Clue the Fraternal. And uh, so I go to both and and relate with, with the pastors from the Methodist Church, the Baptist Church, the Anglican Church, to the Hill the Hillside, and uh, during lockdown, what is one of the things that I did was every couple of weeks I would phone everybody. In the fraternal list and just see how they were doing. Because pastors hadn't ever experienced this. We didn't know what to do. Suddenly you couldn't meet and that was difficult. And so we tried uh, the internet thing. And uh, it works to, for a fashion, but it's, but it was difficult. Everybody found it a struggle. And I would just pray with them and just encourage them with a, with a word of scripture. And then I thought... Uh, some of them couldn't meet even once lockdown started, or was finished. When we could start to meet, we could have 50 people in, a, in, a, in, a, in our auditorium. And some of them couldn't meet because they were meeting in school halls. And school halls were, uh, schools didn't want extra people coming on, because, coming into the school because of the COVID issue. And that was when I phoned uh, Brian because uh, they were meeting at St. Mary's. And I said, why don't you come and have a, a 4.30 in the evening service in summer? It's very easy to do that. And so uh, they started meeting. They started meeting uh, in this place, and it was just wonderful. And, and I went and preached. Me, shared, and, and uh, we led worship once in the, earlier, earlier on in the, in the when lockdown was first released, and so there was this journey. This uh, they were, were, were uh, meeting and worshiping here, and then Brian got an office. He wanted. To, he, he said, "Let's. Can I have an office?" So we've been renting out the auditorium and the and the office to them on a on a Sunday on a Sunday morning, the auditorium. And then, in passing, I said to him one day, "Wouldn't it be wonderful, or what is the Lord doing here?" You guys coming and meeting in the evening, us, you having an office, could the Lord be adding us to you? And so that began a little bit of a journey as he, he thought I was just joking. It was just a pass line, pass, pass, or, uh, just a comment that I said in passing. And uh, a few days later, he came back to me he said, Are you serious? And that's when we started a little bit of a journey, which we are still on today. And it's a journey of looking at uh the two churches merging together it's uh, if you saw what happened last week and we had uh the bottom was fairly full here as much as we covered uh friendly wasn't too friendly and there were people upstairs and there was life and there was jesus was present and so we started this journey and i just want to have a look and it's been a a, a wonderful journey and Milan has been keeping uh, records of any prophetic words over the Blackmans and over Sereptor Church since about 2014. Because we wanted to just see what has the Lord been saying to us? What what has happened? And uh, I'd love Cheryl just now just to uh, come up and share her picture that she shared with me last week. But in November 2015, this is what the Lord said to us. God is attracting a whole new circle of people around you. April 2017, God is doing it and there's nothing you have to do to make it happen. November 2017, there will be a massive influx of the younger generation within Serepta Church. And then in December 2017, this church will be a great example of what it looks like for two generations To merge together. November 2020, we went to, our son goes to a church in uh, Florida Road called Insight. And the pastor, it was an evening service, and the pastor called Milena and out and he said, Your journey is only beginning, it's only just beginning. Take the new wine. And so it's, a, it's an exciting journey, it's a, it's, a, it's a scary journey, it's a change. So if you, if you know anything about me, I don't like change. I've lived in the same area, I've moved 7 kilometers, that's my whole life. I was, I should need to get out a bit more, I need to get out a bit more, but I moved from, uh, I was born in a house in Manini Road. In, in uh, just off AB Road by Kloof Country Club, and now I've ventured so far, I'm in Ridge Road, Hillcrest, and that was a long trek, a long trek for me. So it's, be, it's been a journey. I would love uh, Cheryl just to sh- share that prophetic word, that uh, vision picture.
1: Um, in my vision, all of us in Sarepta were on that side, there was no load shedding. Uh, All the chairs were in rows, as, as they used to be. And we were all over there on that side of the auditorium. And the whole of this side of the auditorium, there were chairs, but they were all empty. And as I watched, people came flooding in. They came flooding in to fill up the rest of the space. And I can remember being so excited. And then, for some reason, I was handing out leaflets to those people. I don't think that signifies anything. But anyway, that, that made me very excited. That was about four months ago. Oh,
0: wonderful. And then when you came on Sunday, what did you feel? Oh, my. Okay.
1: Oh, I was so excited on Sunday. I saw it actually, in, in its way, I saw it all happening. And I was so excited, yes. <laughs> Thank
0: you. So we are still on a, on a journey. We're still, on, we're still working out. What this looks like and when and how and cost is coming up uh, in two Sundays time. So we'd love you to make a real concerted effort to be at the 1031 where we will sort of unfold a little bit more as the Lord leads us. But it's, it's, a, it's a, a walk of faith. It's a the, the, our, all our, our whole walk is a, a walk in. We walk in the hand of Jesus. We are followers of Jesus, we don't lead Jesus and tell him where to go. We follow him. We look to him. We look for the leading of the Holy Spirit. And uh, so, and, and we don't know all the details. All we know is that this this young man is part of the part of the plan and part of the process. And so we we look with great excitement. With great excitement. I have said right from the beginning in this in this thing right from if uh anybody in the process has to step a little bit back it will be me not that I'm going anywhere because I believe that the, the lord is uh in this but in terms of how it all, all works out and it's a it's a walk of faith but I'm here I'm here for for you guys the 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 I'm still your shepherd, I'm gonna be shepherding you, and there's gonna be a great joy and a great excitement as the Lord does a new thing amongst us. So thank you. So I want you to hold us up in prayer. Please pray for us. Please pray for the elders. There's always change, nobody likes change. Nobody. So yeah, just a little bit of a background there and uh let's get excited. Let's get excited. About what God is doing, because it's about His kingdom. It's not about Alan Blackman's preferences. It's not about what I want. It's about what the King of Kings wants. And that's what he, we all should be looking at. It's not about our personal comfort zones. I know what I like, and, and it's, uh, you know, sometimes he's, he's stretching me. He is stretching me. So pray, particularly for me. So. In this whole journey of uh, of uh, walking with Jesus, of this excitement that you and I have been walking, some of you have been walking more than fifty years with Jesus, and it's fantastic. So we yeah, are well done. Yeah, that's uh, that's it, Paul. Well done. Last week was Pentecost. Last week was uh, uh, the celebration of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. What an exciting day that was. What a, what a change. And I, I quoted, I think, and I was kind of service leading and praying at the end and praying for the Holy Spirit to come and, and be a comforter for the McReynolds. I went and saw Dawn and Mike in, in the week. And uh, I don't know how old Dawn and Mike must be, but they must be in their early 70s or late 60s, somewhere around there. And to see, this, see the dad just crying as his son had gone and gone to be with Jesus, and just to see the tears pouring down, and there's not many words you can say at that time, except pray the comfort of the Holy Spirit. And so, Lord, we pray again. I, I prophesy your comfort and your your peace on Mike and Dawn as they as they walk in this in this tragedy, in this difficulty, in this hard time of losing a son. Lord Jesus, we comfort them. We bless them. We bless them. And so, Pentecost was a key event in the church. And some people say it is, was the birth of the church. Some people say, well, it was in John 20, where Jesus uh, um, breathed on the disciples and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. But really, the church went from a group, uh, the, the Gathering in an upper room of about 120 people to after Peter preached his sermon to 3,000 people. What a day. And so I read this line from A.W. Tozer. A.W. Tozer is one of my heroes uh, in the faith. Nothing is more crucial to my daily pursuit of God than my commitment and surrender to the Holy Spirit. We have to drink large draughts of the Holy Spirit. We do. We have to do that. We have to surrender our lives and be committed to walking in step with the Holy Spirit. Paul puts it in Romans chapter 8. Those who live according to the Spirit, he puts it like this, set their minds on things of the Spirit. So we are called to be a people who set our minds on the spirit. We've got to set our minds. It's uh, in Colossians uh, 3 verse 1, it says a couple of times, set your minds on things above. Set your hearts on on where Christ is seated. We need to be that kind of people, the people of God, who have set our minds because this world is changing. Everything's changing. The the, The world's been shaken. The church has been shaken. Our lives have been shaken. And what remains needs to be Jesus. What remains needs to be the solid rock on which we stand, on which I stand. If you set your mind on the spirit, it says in in Romans chapter 8, what happens? We find life and we find peace. Are you finding that there's a lack of life? Is there lack of peace in your heart? Set your mind on Jesus. As I was preparing for today, and it's changing as I'm going, uh, yesterday I just spent quite a long time, I just went into my, my office and, and put on some worship and just worshiped and sang and read and just let the Word wash my heart and my soul and my mind. Because the most important thing that you and I do is, is we spend time in the Word and time with Jesus, worshiping Him, letting, the, letting His love Uh, Well up within us rivers of living water flowing from in us as we let give the spirit some room We give him the word to work with and we work with the word suddenly the issues Suddenly will seem slightly dimmer slightly not as important because we are in love with the king Are you in love with Jesus today? If you that's what that's that's the question are you are, are hopefully you will be encouraged and inspired to fall more in love with him. It doesn't matter whether you've been walking with Jesus for three years, for 10 years, or 60 years. We need to be more in love with him every single day. And so Romans 8 carries on. It says, The Spirit of God who raised Christ from the dead lives in you. Where does the Spirit of God who raised Christ from the dead, where does he live? He lives in you. He lives in you and me. Isn't that a beautiful thought that we don't? We are not orphans. We have not been left alone. We have not been left to our own machinations or whatever that long word is. We have not been left to to try and struggle by ourselves and uphill and it's always difficult and there's no end to the, the drudgery and the hardness of this life. He hasn't left us like that. He has given us his spirit to bring life and to bring peace to your heart and to my heart, and I'm preaching to myself here because I am in the, on the journey. I'm walking with you, and uh, in a journey of walking uh, with, the, with the Holy Spirit, and, and it's, a, it's a journey. And it's for me, it's just getting more and more exciting. This walk with Jesus, more exciting, more terrifying in some respects, more exciting. I I thought I knew it all a few years back and suddenly I know know nothing. But what I do know... Yeah, thank you, thank you. And so what does he say there? He will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. We get given life. Life to our mortal bodies. Life. You have life in those mortal bodies. These bodies which are... uh, There's some aches and pains and a few things that jesus brings life the holy spirit brings life and uh not only does he bring life i love it as you carry on maybe read romans chapter 8 for homework just read it and read it over and over and over maybe i think on lockdown i will uh, i will put that, those messages out we'll try and unpack romans chapter 8 because it's one of the my favorite chapters of the bible i've got lots of favorite chapters of the bible but that's one of them And so so you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you have received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father, for his spirit joins with our spirits to affirm that we are children of God. So that's the the next thing about the spirit does. The spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit uh, ensures us that we are children of God. We are children of God. A child of God. We can call the creator of the universe, uh, the universe, Abba. We can call him dad. We can call him father. Isn't that a beautiful thing that we are his children? So what I thought I'd just quickly look at, I'm just going to, I'm not going to, I'm just going to just unfold just a, a tiny little bit. You know, when Jesus' his conception was by the Holy Spirit, he was fully man, he was fully God, yet when he went to the, the waters of baptism, and he didn't have to get baptized because he, he was a sinner, he got baptized to fulfill all righteousness, he, he just he got baptized uh, to show us the way. And what happened in the waters of baptism? In uh, Luke uh, chapter 3, it says, One day when the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself was baptized. And as he was praying, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, You are my dearly loved son. You bring me great joy. Just think of this picture. Imagine being there. Imagine the privilege of seeing, what did it look like? What is this? Well, suddenly Jesus comes to get baptized by, by John the Baptist. And John the Baptist at first doesn't actually want to do it because he knows that Jesus is greater than him. And uh, Jesus says, you have, you have to do it. And as he, di- as he did, did it, what happened? The heavens opened. The heavens opened. I don't, actually don't know what that looks like. But the heavens opened. Something dramatic happened. There was a, a physical manifestation. Something happened. The heavens opened, and uh, a dove. A, no, it doesn't say a dove. It says, uh, as he was praying up, and, and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove. So that was kind of the picture. It's hard to it's hard to describe the, the supernatural. What happens? And and this is how uh, Luke describes it. The, 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 that. Uh, The the dove, like a dove, descended on him. And what what happened? We have this voice, the voice of God. The voice of God says, You are my beloved son. You are my dearly loved son. Isn't that a beautiful thing to hear? When you go into the waters of baptism, that's what has been echoed, because you have given your life to Jesus. There's a... There's a new life the, the the old is gone, the new the new has come and and what what Jesus says what the Lord says over us at that time is, "You are my beloved son, Martin, you are the, the lord's beloved son, you're a child of God ayanda, you're a child of God and uh, and you bring me great joy. It is such a such a moment, such a moment with this baptism. With this baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then it, Luke chapter 4, it carries on and it says, Then Jesus, full of. Uh, yeah, then Jesus, full of the Spirit, of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. So the Holy Spirit led Jesus. Isn't that a. An amazing thing, the Holy Spirit guided Jesus in his earthly life, providing a pattern for Jesus' followers to be empowered and led by the Spirit. As Jesus was led by the Spirit, we are called to lead, be led by the Spirit. Jesus said, I do nothing on my own bat. I don't just do my own thing. I, I, I chat with my, my Heavenly Father. We, I see what he's doing, and we do that. And the Holy Spirit leads and guides him. It's a, it's a team. It's a, it's a, a wonderful the union and nobody's out to outdo the other. It's 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 for the kingdom to be extended. So Jesus was baptized. He was full of the spirit and led by the spirit. And where did he get led? He got led. Into the wilderness. Now, I would have thought. When I was baptized in the Spirit, when I was full of, the, of, of, of Jesus, I'd be led to a nice, quiet place, and it would be, there would be no temptation, there would be no testing, or anything like that. But no, he got led into the desert to be tested, to be tempted. And what did he do in the desert? He answered this. Every temptation, every testing, he answered, It is written, it is written. He used the word he could have used his power as, 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 as God he could have done that if he had wanted, but he used he used the Word of God, he used the Word of God and uh, and that launched Jesus' ministry. what launches your ministry and my ministry is the Holy Spirit and he, and, he, and, he, and he survived all the temptations the testings and he not only survived he overcame and then it says he returned in the power of the spirit and so he was filled with the spirit led by the spirit and then in the power of the spirit he gets up in Luke chapter 4 and he what does he say the spirit of the Lord is upon me he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor He has sent me to proclaim that the captives will be released, that the blind will see that the oppressed will be set free and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. This baptism in the Holy spirit, this power that it was given from on high for the early disciples in the, in the upper room. And they went out and they went out and they preached and they turned The city upside down. I want to ask a question. And sometimes we ask people this question. Let me just have a look at it. I wrote it in my Bible. So the question we shouldn't ask ourselves is, have you been baptized in the Spirit? We should ask ourselves. Are you baptized in the Holy Spirit? And that baptism of the Holy Spirit is not just a once-off occasion. It's a moment-by-moment infilling, letting the Holy Spirit infill us and indwell us so that rivers and living water will flow out of us. This world needs a people, needs you and I, each one of us, wherever we are. It needs each of us to be full of Jesus, to be full of the Holy Spirit, that it overflows, that there's rivers of living water, that flood. That flood the the, 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 the neighborhoods and, and, and where we, wherever we go. That's what we are. We are called to be. This was this thing which Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. The spirit of the Lord is upon you, Kathy. What to do? To bring good news. The spirit of the Lord is upon you, Glenda. What to do? To... Uh, Sent you to proclaim that the captives will be released. Zalani, what does he ask you to do? He says, Ask you to see that the blind will see. All these things are what we are meant to be participating in and walking in and praying for people wherever we are. So, this, exe- this excitement, this adventure that you and I are called to is a wonderful adventure. And we are called to walk in the Holy Spirit and be anointed by the Holy Spirit. So, If you're anything like me a little bit, you're a little bit scared, a little bit, is it going to fall flat? Is the word I'm going to give, are they going to, let's not be subject to fear. Because why? We are children of God and I'm going to ask Mila now just to come up. And uh, we're going to sing this song. Because this anointing and this blessing is not just for you that we can have a nice, beautiful time that we have some goosebumps, and, uh, but it's that we would be Jesus. We would be the fragrance and aroma of Jesus wherever we are. Look at this beautiful couple here. Look at this beautiful couple. They've just got engaged. They just got engaged a few weeks back, and first time. And so let's just pray for, hold your arms out towards him. Lord, I just pray for this beautiful couple. And I ask, Lord Jesus, that the Holy Spirit would rest upon them. It says, uh, do not get drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. And then after that, it says, how you two are to be as, as husband and wife. So the starting block is to be full of the Spirit and full of Jesus and full of God. So we lay hands and we thank you for the preparation. The preparation as they get married at the end of this year. We, we thank you, Lord, that you would go ahead of them, that you would bless them. And, uh, yeah, that they would love each other madly. They would love you with everything that they have. We just thank you for, for, for these young people. It was a very, in a very long time since I was that age. And so I bless you. I bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let's, let's stand.